alligators off in Dookie's house. The boiler's fat once again. It'll cost him to range to get it fixed. What the fuck, Dookie? Why it so cold in here? Studio Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, everyone. And Marsha McDonald. Yeah, peeps, what up? And helping us with the Christmas cheer, Irene. Yeah, what am I supposed to say here then? You just did it. Oh, okay, is that it then? Well, no, we need you to hang around and sing for us. I'm doing Miss More Miss Singing. Yes. Oh, is it going to be all Christmas singing, whatever? It certainly is. Oh, that's wonderful. The theme of this Dookie Radio show is The Heat Is Off. And Irene, you did a a very emotional rendition of Glenn Frey. And it is Frey rather than Fry. Oh, I don't know who he is. His track, The Heat Is On. Is he like the Glenn Miller? There's a similarity. Okay, but they're different. They were both American and they, they were both white. Oh, okay. So they're not the same person then? No, one person died this year and was a member of the Eagles and did a lot of cocaine. The other enjoyed flying. Oh, he was the one who was the member of the band, what was it called? The Falcons. The Eagles. Yeah, that's what I said, the Eagles. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yes, right. And And I was singing his lovely, lovely music. He sounds like he was a lovely man. Oh, he was a lovely man. Dookie, wasn't, didn't he get caught on stage saying to one of the other band members, three more songs, asshole, and I'm going to kick your ass? Yes, it was really the event that led to the original breakup of the Eagles. You need to see that documentary. If people haven't seen that documentary, it is unintentionally hilarious. The History of the Eagles Part 1 and Part 2. Without what it was. Yes, it's featured on... A Dookie radio show a couple of years back, and the for the banter alone. I mean, you have a band who are self-imploding on stage at Long Beach Arena or some huge Normo dome in California, and Glenn Frey is having a go on right. stage. So I start getting towards the end of the set, and I'm looking at him going, three more songs, asshole. You know, and I'm looking at him, and I am ready to go. I can't wait get my hands on him anybody who's having a countdown to violence through their songs is unintentionally hysterical in my view absolutely 
I mean, three more thongs, asshole, and I'm going to kick your ass. Did he, he didn't kick his ass, though, did he? Because the other guy ran away. Yes, Don Felder, he went backstage, broke his cheapest guitar. His, his cheapest guitar. <laughs> Glenn Frey's words, not mine. And then he got on the limo and fucked off, so... And then didn't he threaten to sue him by calling his lawyer and saying, if he doesn't sign this contract by sundown, you know, like he's in some kind of John Wayne Western, like who says that, by sundown? <laughs> yeah, this is Glenn Frey ringing up uh, Barry... Uh, Don Felder's manager. Says, Hello, Barry, this is Glenn Fry. I'm sorry you happen to represent the only asshole in the band, but let me tell you something. You either sign this agreement before the sun goes down today, or we're replacing Don Felder. That's the final deal. He signs by sunset, or he's out of the fucking band. He might as well have been ringing him directly. If These people talk through their lawyers. If he doesn't sign by sundown. He's I out think, of the fucking bed. I think I really need to use that phrase in 2017 at some point. I, if they don't do this by sundown, there's going to be problems. Uh, and then I want to mm. go to a saloon. And have a whiskey. Yeah, and have some like raw liquor. And to just throw random bits of change onto the yes, bar. yes. And like slam it down, you know, Mm. there's some raw liquor, you know, whatever you make in a still and then go swishing back out the saloon doors. That's what I want to happen in 2017. And I will consider the year to be a success. Is that your goal? That's my goal. Because I quit having goals, Dookie, because I haven't achieved any of mine this year. What were they? Oh, Dookie, there's too many and I haven't reached any of them. Have you reached any of your goals, Dookie? Except no comment. Maybe your goals were just to be wonderful and talented. In oh. which case... Oh, dear. Oh, God, I'm going to be sick. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> that is my God, sweet and nauseating. I, I'm going to vomit on your dog. Uh, we're going to talk about the year through broken shit. <laughs> yes, we've had uh, many, many things go wrong. Hence the title of the show, The Heat Is Off. The heat is literally off. Yeah, but I mean... Not just figuratively, it is off. I thought you had it fixed and it's like a meat locker in here. I spent a cool two grand on the resumption of an equitable temperature, (laughs) which in plain English means a new boiler had to be installed. It has been installed, but it's not a combi one, which means the heat doesn't come on immediately. It needs to... uh, You're waiting for the system to fart. Basically, yes. It needs to clear a fart. Because doesn't all air get in the pipes, and you said that it has to clear out. So it basically has to have a big fart. Basically, Or I prefer to think of it as a big belch. Yes, the fart, or belch, if you will, will clear the system out and we will have heat. Wow. Okay. Wow. So if Two we grand. sound if we sound a bit anxious in this episode, it's due entirely to the fact that it's genuinely cold here. Well, I'm clutching my coffee, and it's uh, it's not so hot anymore. But it's it's got five shots of espresso in it, so you know we're golden, golden delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but it a uh, two grand. Yes. Can you think of anything more boring to spend two thousand pounds on? I mean, Jesus. A boiler. You don't even have like you know like a fancy car or you know like a vacation or you know something nice. You know, it's like going to the dentist. You know, it's like wow. A boiler, but not just any boiler. A Worcester Bosch traditional boiler. Dookie. This whole boiler scenario, because this is taking you like a week to get sorted, which in boiler terms is quite a long time to be cold. And the weather has been really cold. Yes. And 
I've noticed that over the week that you've gotten far, far to, uh, what's the word I want, literate with different boilers and different specifications. Mm. Like you can like throw out names of boilers and give the whole rundown of their spec. I know my potatins from my Worcester Boshes. Yeah, well, you know, what was interesting for me was to, because, you know, because you had to be out the day that the people with the boiler were here, right? Mm. And sitting and babysitting your dog while your boiler people were in. That, that was a long day. Yes, installing you know, a new boiler is not a one-hour yeah, job. Yeah, you know, there's something about having people in your house. Uh, well, I don't know about other people, but I just can't relax. You know, I didn't really have a lot to do. But, you know, you don't want to be sitting there watching TV or something while you got people doing hardcore manual labor in your in the house. You no. know what I mean? No. And the guy who was doing it wasn't young. No. So it made me, I mean, he wasn't, you know, I'm being diplomatic there. He, I, you know, it, it was kind of hard to watch <laughs> this guy who's like my grandpa, like doing some physical manual Listen, labor. don't feel so sorry for him. I mean, he earned a fair, decent amount of money for the privilege of Are we going to talk about heat. this later? Because the guy... He, you know, he was kind of funny. He had some aspects to his personality yeah. that are notable. You're wow. You're really. How come you're not a diplomat, Dookie? I mean, you kind of are, but you just don't get paid for it. <laughs> too many skeletons in my closet. Okay. Uh, also, what, I'm too, I'm too irritable when I haven't had caffeine. Those two things, Dookie, and, and only those two things. This morning, my word, you hadn't had your tea yet, and mm. I came over to do the show. And my word, we had a very grumpy Dookie. I'm so sorry. It's been really cold. Yeah, maybe if you drank coffee like a normal person, you wouldn't have these problems. I like the smell of coffee. I like the tradition of it. I like seeing people make it. I like the whole process of making coffee happen. But the flavour isn't for me. I'm not a coffee drinker. I've given it a go. You know what's the worst thing about babysitting your boiler? Was, I, you know, I didn't realise that the water was off because I'm stupid like that, right? So mm. then I, I went out and bought a couple of bottles of water to put in the kettle, right? Very considerate. But then I was going to use your, your stovetop ca- coffee machine, right? Mm. Um, and then... I, I, what but, the Italians call a macchina. Oh, uh, do they? Mm. Okay. Machine in Italian. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like that word for it. Okay, so... See, I know these things. I just don't drink the That's good. The I mean, well, I'm even impressed that you have one, but... So I went to put it on the stove, but I didn't, I didn't realize, because I'm stupid like this. I didn't realize that they were putting the gas off too. Mm. So I didn't have any stove. So, and I didn't have any, so even though I had water and a kettle, I still couldn't make like real coffee. Oh, you had to go the instant oh, coffee route, didn't you? Oh, dicky, that was a tough day. Mm. Yeah, because you're you're very you like that super expensive gourmet shit. Don't super you? expensive because mm. when I drink coffee, I like to taste it. Mm. Instant. How very Pulp Fiction of you. It's very Harvey Keitel of me. Mm. The Wolf. So. Do you like seeing him in those direct line adverts? I don't care. Okay, that's fine. 
Harvey Cartel, for those people who... I have no opinion whatsoever. ...who do not own televisions or who do not reside in the UK, appears in a wolf-style guise advertising an insurance company here in the UK. I think that's an interesting thing. Maybe there should be a part of this show that informs North Americans about the Hollywood stars who come over here and think that they're going to advertise things but under the radar. So uh, obviously they're getting paid a lot of money to advertise things. Mm. But they think, well, I don't want to do it in the States because that'll ruin my credibility. So what I'll do is go over to England mm. and I'll do it there. So we have Kevin Bacon all over the... What's he advertising? Something to do with mobile phones. Yes. he. Cell phones. Yes. Is that and, what, and Britney shows up in one of them. Correct. And they're both acting really silly. It was a welcome addition. I'm a bit Kevin Bacon'd out. Yeah, I actually don't mind those words. But we also have Harvey Keitel uh, selling uh, car insurance. And who else do we have? We've got lots of people doing... Lo- a lot of times... Alec Baldwin appeared. Alec Baldwin. But those those commercials were quite funny. He's naturally quite a funny he's person. He's very talented I person. don't know if I agree with his politics, but does that matter because he's quite an amusing he's, Yes, he is very amusing. He is very mm. amusing. And then you see lots of people like in like on billboards like selling watches and stuff like that. Mm. Like uh, Johnny Depp, he's selling cologne. That could be an international could be. campaign. Uh, sauvage which whenever you see a poster for it here in the UK people will usually very very decoratively change sauvage into sausage <laughs> so you see Johnny Depp looking like a, a total hornbag kind of takes away his, his uh, street cred I know he's trying to be really you know street cred and, and you know and he is a, he's a good looking guy uh, and yeah, but turning it into sausage is probably not what what his agent really had in mind. There. No, yeah. no. A previous Dukey Radio Show guest and sometime musical partner in Crime of Mine, the lovely Ben Wood and myself, dissected that Sauvage uh, yeah. advert. We spent slightly more than an hour, we were stuck in traffic at the time, discussing the intricate details behind the the plot in this basically vehicle wow. of making Johnny Depp look like a rocker and giving him reason to be out in the desert and crying at wow. sunset. Wow. Or was it sunrise? I don't remember. But uh, that nearly became an entire Dookie radio show. We were going to just call it the sausage wow. uh, episode. Yeah, because in the dictionary under pretentious, there's, there's that billboard. You know, yeah. he's a good looking guy. You can't... It anyway. begins with him rocking in a club, and we came up with this wow. whole idea that he left with the entire evening's takings and maybe owed the venue some money. So that's why he's going wow. out to the desert to bury stuff. Uh, Incidentally, if you haven't seen the advert, there's a thing called YouTube. You know, put in Sauvage. So, Sauvage. Um, I like that. Sauvage. That's good. It sounds yes, like. Uh, it's sausage or just so vaggy. <laughs> it sounds like a lesbian indie band. I like that. Hi, my name is Kate Bex. It's not like it's not fucking Beck and Sale. And I sing and play guitar in so vage. Yeah, and good. we're go so good. Go. Oh, Dookie. didn't quite choose the, the I didn't commit to the accent there. Dookie and Irene. Mm. Think you got something to tell us and you guys have a little date the other week? Oh, we did. Dookie took me on a date. Yes, indeed. A date. A very special date. A wonderful date. We saw Bent. We did indeed. Didn't we, Dookie? <laughs> we saw a couple of bands. We saw one band in particular. Oh, I love. Mm. 
Oh, they was wonderful, weren't they, DK? They certainly were memorable, great ensembles, a great name, genuinely a really, really entertaining outfit to see live. Are we going to hear about who this band are? Army of Skanks. They're called Army of Skanks. And the girly, there's a girly girly in the band. And she seems to be the Ed Skank. And she was wonderful, weren't she, Dookie? She was absolutely she them, captivating live. She yes. wore one of them free freeze. What do they call them? The skirty thing. Oh, a tutu. Yes, it looked like she may have in her past, I know it's not very punky, had some ballet training. Yeah, she was like a lovely dancer, wasn't she? And they're called Army Skanks. And then she got off the stage, disappeared for a bit. And I just thought, oh, you know, she's going to go from tutu-wearing front woman, front person, mm. punk icon, to, you know, kind of a more relaxing ensemble. You know, it's cold out there wearing a tutu. It was is a practical. more rela- relaxing, wasn't it? Because she dressed as one of Sa- as little helpers. She went and changed from a tutu-wearing punk ballet-loving icon into an elf. I like them, actually. Mm. I like them a lot, the Army of Skanks. And if you see any of their clips um, on YouTube, they've had a little bit of a change recently, the same personnel, but the singer really has reinvented herself into something quite special. All right, so you're recommending, what, the more recent stuff? Yes. Okay. Some of the early stuff, she looks like a punk chick. Looks like any band, the singer that is, any band that you could see at Rebellion doing that kind of thing. But it seems as though she's... She was wearing the fairy wings as well. Mm, she's embraced her inner Kate Bush. A punk rocker in a, in a tutu yes. and fairy wings. That's right. Right. It sounds And off stage, an elf. So how did Roy feel about this uh, date that you two had? Oh, he didn't mind. He was at home. He was at home watching the telly. Do we know what he was... Well, when I'm away, he usually likes to watch the wrestling, but he likes to watch it on one of the Welsh channels. Welsh wrestling? Yeah. Does he speak Welsh? Is he Welsh? No, he ain't Welsh. He just likes to watch the wrestling on the Welsh channels. Right. Okay, that's... Ain't he? So, Welsh... Have you ever watched the Welsh channels, Dookie? I have actually watched some of the Welsh channels. I just like it how every... 100 words, you hear something English, but said in a Welsh accent. So, clack, click, clack, 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 ticketing problems in Swansea, clack, 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 Yeah, I won't let him watch it when I'm home. So, when I was going out with Miduki on a date to see all my skanks, he was happy as Larry, he was. I don't even know who Larry is or why he's happy, but he was happy as Larry. Happy Lawrence. He was Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, an Anglo-Welsh. Um, he's the guy who did the decorating. Yes, interior designer. Yes. Questionable decorating. Yes. For some people's taste. He changed some rooms, that's for certain. Oh, I seem to remember he changed some rooms. Dookie, aren't we doing a song? Yes, the theme of the show is indeed the heat is off, but the boiler is but one of... One of 12. Yes. Many things have gone wrong in 2016. Yes. And there's 12 of them in particular for the Dookie Radio Show. Mm. 12 things that have needed 
repairing or fixing or have broken in some way in 2016. Yes. So from the 1st of January to just coming up to Christmas as this episode of the Dookie Radio Show is going out, a lot of stuff has decided to die on us. And we're commemorating it. I don't want to say celebrating it, but we're using Irene's vocal skills and a certain famous Christmas ditty to, well, to tell the story, really. And these things have affected not just myself, but everyone here. Yeah, there's been a lot of broken stuff. You seem to have had your more than your fair share, though, Dookie. I mean, I don't know what that's about, but yeah, a lot of shit's broke. I think built-in obsolescence has well and truly reared its ugly head at Dukey HQ. Built-in obsolescence, actually, besides being a word that I like to pronounce, it is actually frightening to me because I have a bedside light that you can't get light bulbs for. Because I, I suppose the idea is that you throw the whole thing away and get a new one. Mm. And that I don't like. So I, I do live in fear of my bedside light dying. Because I just think, I don't want to throw it away. I like it, but you can't get bulbs for it. I mean, that's at least... To be fair, though, if you were to find a replacement bulb, it would still work. Whereas these things which are falling apart... I mean, they're designed, basically, that once they break, you need to chuck these away and buy an entirely new one. I think that's sad. It is sad. The days of, you know, where somebody would buy a television and it would last for 30... Back in my day... Um, would last for 30 years. And the one thing is that a lot of the items that I have that have decided to uh, be dickheads to me in terms of their uh, operating robustness, is that a word? It is now. We're all purchased around the same time. So it's as though each one of them has a, an inbuilt time bomb. Dookie, I, I don't mean to make your year even worse but you know one other thing that I just thought about that is fucked in your house that I, I went to make some toast when mm. I was babysitting your boiler. Yeah, your toaster's fucked. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> that is another thing. Your toaster's fucked. Your toaster looks really cool. Mm. It looks cool because it looks like a 1950s car. Mm. But it's shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dookie. Yes. Yeah, I love you. I'm not saying it's not personal. I'm just saying it looks nice and it's a piece of shit too. And it looks like you spent a lot of money on it. It may or may not be a dual it. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Thing. So it looks like a 1950s car. So Indeed. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that... Do you have problems with it or is it just me? <laughs> no, it, it's... Does it burn everything? You can only use two of the three slots. Yeah, all I did was put a slice of bread in hmm. and before I knew it, like the thing was like practically on fire. So what we had intended to initially be the 12 months of Christmas in which a different item, uh -huh. which Irene will be singing about, has decided to call it a day to go and meet its maker or indeed become landfill. There are indeed 13 months of Christmas because the toast has also died. Let's do it, Dookie. Are you ready, Irene? I think I'm ready. On the first month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, what shall we do? Dookie was downstairs, and in a mighty crash, thought he was being burgled, but it was shower door suicide. Irene, that was genuinely beautiful. Wasn't and, it just? And a very accurate 
depiction of what happened in January. I was downstairs and, well, I heard this almighty crash. I thought I really was being burgled. Shower door suicide. So that's like the name of an emo band. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You think the shower door just got fed up with being a shower door? You think it was just sitting there kind of going, you know what? Fuck it. I've got I'm a done. lot more in my life that I want to achieve than just hanging around here with you assholes. It became a clothes rack for a while, I noticed. Yes. Because it was still kind of whole. The, the shower door itself did not break. The hinges broke. And I was consulting 3D printers to recreate the hinges because they, they're no longer made. And Wow, uh, that, is, that is commitment to getting your shower door fixed. Indeed. Man. And in the end, um, yeah, I, I had to sort out a replacement, which involved all kinds of... What'd you do with the old door? So speaking of built-in obsolescence, what'd you do with the old door? Initially, I wanted to keep the old door. Yes. The old door itself was great. I love the old door. I'm not judging. Sadly, it was impossible to get hinges for it. So what do you do with it? And I took it to the reclamation centre. But something happened on the way to the Volvo. Oh, did you drop it? I had it resting on the pavement right while i was opening the back hatch to the volvo 850 se ah. in reg 1995 model <laughs> in a fetching wow. shade of british racing green. <laughs> wow and i will reiterate what had happened <coughs> when it fell off its hinge you know it, it hit um the the bath fell onto the marble tiles it was fine i just had it resting on the pavement and it com- it crashed, collapsed into... Oh, no. How many pieces? <laughs> oh, did you have to sweep them all up? Yes, there's oh, still... Me. There are still pieces of glass oh, in the parking bay. Oh, because I was going to say, I really hope that some, you know, like contemporary artist claims it from the reclamation yard and turns it into an amazing sculpture that wins the Turner Prize. Mm. Wouldn't that be marvelous? That would be wonderful. Or makes it onto the fourth plinth. Yes, it's uh, because it's safety glass. It uh, when it breaks, it, it's um, yeah. I don't get the fourth mini thing. little. What is that? Well, it, in the in Trafalgar Square, there's there's four plinths, and what are on the other three? Like lions, historical animals okay, that have like a great lions. deal of significance. So I don't know what the other three are. And then there's a fourth one that gets reserved for different pieces of art mm. and i do believe if my memory serves me i do believe that sue was particularly enamored when there was a big blue cock on one of them oh the big blue cock so there was a big blue cock i remember that one of my fave installations on that particular print and now it's mm. changed to an elongated thumb mm. so that's the fourth plinth ah okay yeah i didn't know what it was called okay I'm so good. the the door smashed to easily uh, you know 500 pieces see that's the thing about things getting fixed is that when things break Mm. it's just such a pain in the ass Mm. yeah that's a you know i just think things are harder to fix in this country you're saying that if we were in north america yeah i'm sorry 
suddenly the hinge man would come along. You know, oh, do you yeah, need your hinge fixed? Hinge I can guy. go and do that. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know why he has to sound like that, but <sighs> yeah, I think there would be a shower hinge guy. Man, don't do those hinges no more. I think you're going to need to buy a new one. Big yeah, job maybe. love. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you don't get big job love there. In any case, I took the shards, the tiny little pebbles of safety glass. I had other things to take to the... Oh, bless you. To the uh, recycling... Uh, center the, the the tip and they were indeed able to recycle it so well, yeah that's, that makes me feel better there still is a little bit of glass i, I honestly i think the year oh, 3000 can turn up and uh busted will still be performing as they're you know doing their 15th farewell tour and uh there'll still be bits of that door oh yeah hasn't it been the year of like i really like you know like the eagles said they'd get back when hell freezes over mm. and then they had the hell freezes over tour mm. and what is it now the guns and roses have hello and good day it's your semi-friendly factoid checker here i'm pleased to report that guns and roses 2017 tour is called the not in this lifetime tour They've got, oh. you know, we'll get back together when pigs fly or something. It's mm-hmm. not that, but it's like that. So now it's the called pigs the, the pigs flying tour. Mm. Yeah. So a- anyway. Still no Izzy Stradlin, though. So it's not really a reunion. I'm sorry. And Stephen Adler should be on drums. But that's besides the point and a whole other conversation in itself. Are you ready for the second phase? I can't wait. Okay. On the second month of 16, the thing that needed fixing the bloody shower aid. Wouldn't stay in place, kept falling off and hit Dookie in the head every morning. So the shower door was off. It had died. And genuinely, within two weeks, the shower head and the attachment made by the same company split. And I would use super glue of every kind of industrial strength that you can imagine. One person even sold me some that required um, a fixing agent. And, well, you know, you apply one thing, then the fixing agent, you know, gets put on there. And the idea being that this is, this combination is so strong that these two, these two ingredients need to be kept apart. And still, every other morning, I'd be having a shower. Can you do some shower noises? And I'd be, hmm, oh, nice. Oh, because, oh. Cleaning another region. Oh, 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 fuck! And it, it would hit me in the head and it it, it would make an almighty you know, banging that's sound. That's the thing about these things is that, you know, it's like, it's the little things. So, you know, people could accuse us all of, you know, check your privilege and first world problems and all that stuff you know and you know i hear that and but you know it's the little things that just can really just piss you off Mm. like you start every morning with that you're not setting yourself up to have an okay day i'm not even saying that you want a good day because in this year you know for lots of people most people i think we we, you know we're not even hopeful of a good year anymore you just want or a good day you just want an okay day but if your day starts with being whacked on the head with your shower nozzle thingy, mm. you know. <sighs> so the shower head went, and then because the actual kind of unit itself was hitting my head, and then the the bath, both bits ended up becoming extra knackered. So you know, you used to have to put your thumb over one bit of the shower and 
pray to many different deities to not be hit in the head again. It, it wasn't nice. It was unpleasant. My showers were not satisfactory until I got a replacement uh, about two or so months later. Two but the, the shower door was out of commission while I was trying to find hinge replacements for the better part of six months. Okay. Mm. I would love to see Peggy a shower door. I bet that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to say. Right. Should I be doing me, me third verse now? Yes, please. Uh, thank you very much. I'm I'm honoured and disturbed. On the third month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, Moshe's mobile phone. Twice. She dropped it on the floor. The screen was cracked. She took it to her main. And he said it would be done by 10 and then it wasn't done. He said it would be done by 11 and then it wasn't done. He said it would be done by noon and then it wasn't done. He said it would be done by 1 and then it wasn't done. He said it would be done by 2 and then it wasn't done. It was finally done by 6. I gather that his guesstimate in terms of the turnaround time, Marsha, was not quite spot on, was it? I took it to a guy. Okay, mm. you know a guy. Oh, I'm aware. You know somebody. Uh, yeah. You know somebody's always got a guy. Yes, a guy in a phone shop. Yeah. So I thought I don't want to take it to the store because I have one of those phones that's uh, the name of a fruit, mm. and I don't want to mention it because I don't want to be like plugging. Mm. Should we call it a banana phone? Right. So I have a banana phone. Mm. Okay, and I didn't want to take it to the banana store. Because you told me... I really wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm a woman of mystery. Do they have people who work there? You know, you know savants. <laughs> they, they <laughs> Banana got, savants. No, no. They got, um, they got people who are dimwits. Oh. Yeah, I, you see I what see I'm what doing you've there? Done there. Right. So, because you're the guru with all things technical. So, I don't know if you remember, but I asked you and you said, don't take it to the banana store because they'll charge you... 450 million groats, okay? Because mm. we're in the land of, like, making shit up now. Right. So, and I don't want to pay 450 million groats for a new screen on my banana phone. I mean, post-Brexit, a groat probably <laughs> is a more stable currency is, than the pound That is. is probably true. So, I found a guy, mm. right? And when I walked a in... A non-dimwit Banana yeah, employee. Uh, you know, and he was nice enough, but it, w- it was just, he was not, you know, I shouldn't even throw a butt after that. He was a nice guy. When I was in the store, it was one of those places like, uh, obviously women aren't big in their customer demographic. Mm. Right? They don't have a lot of women in this. So firstly, it was kind of uncomfortable because they're all looking at me like, what are you doing here? Right? Mm. Hey, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, and I left the phone. He said, don't worry, and I'll I'll have it done for you by 10 o'clock the next morning. So I thought, fine, right? So then the next morning I go there at 10.15, right? They're supposed to open at 10, so I get, the, yeah, 10.15. Mm. That's reasonable, right? Mm. I'm not being unreasonable. Not at all. Give them 15 minutes to open up, have a cup of tea, whatever you need to do. Mm. They were closed. Right. Right? Mm. So then I think, oh, God. So I'll go get a coffee and I'll come back in an hour. You know, back in an hour. Maybe they were closed attending to your phone to make sure it was yeah, ready. Yeah, well, no. First thing in the morning they as they promised. 
So then I go back with my little receipt, my sad little receipt, mm. and and he says, "Yeah, it'll be done by 11." But on a phone, no good. Yeah. Screen change. So then, or or, or it was 11 because I'd gone and had a cough. Anyway, so then I go back at like noon, and yeah, no, just give us another hour. Okay, so then I go back at one. Fortunately, they're not very far from where where I live. Mm. So, and and it really was. So finally, I just I got smart and I thought, you know what? I'll leave it. He says it's going to be done until three. I won't show up until four, right? So I'll I'll give him. Mm, oh, I see what you've right, done. You there. See what yeah. I did there. So you know, because I don't want to be an ass, you know. So I go back at four and he says, no, 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 it's not going to be done until five. And then this went on. Mm. And, and and you know, and finally he, he did it, and you know he did a good job. And it was only half the price, right? That the banana store would charge. Mm. You know, it was only like two hundred million groats. Mm. So, you know, I did it. I got it. And but sometimes I wonder whether don't you want to pay a little bit more and not have the hassle? Like I'll pay you two hundred million extra groats if you just don't be a pain in my fucking ass, right? Sometimes I'll pay more money just to not have the pain in my ass. Because I think that's worth paying money for. So with hindsight, you feel that you would have been better off paying twice as much. Yeah. But then again, I don't want to give any more money to Banana. Because even though I use their products, I do think they're a giant corporation that that don't need any more of my money. Mm. So, and then my... You see why I'm... I need a lot of coffee, Dookie. Because this <laughs> I, this headspace is kind of exhausting. Mm-mm. So does Banana need any more money? I think they got a lot of money. Certainly, yes. I think they got a fair few groats in their bank account. They're doing very well in the groat stage. Yeah, yeah, and part of that comes from me. So, But I don't think they need any more. So I'd rather give my money to the guy, right? Because he, he probably needs money more than Banana do. But... He don't be a pain in my ass. And he was a pain in your ass. He was a pain in my ass. So the phone broke not once but twice. Yeah. So then I picked it up, and I, you know, and and then like the two, screen was and the screen was lustrous beautiful, and, and he did a clean great job. and wonderful, and everything worked. And I would recommend the guy. Mm. I would just say, you know, give it twenty four hours, provided that your repair is not time sensitive. Yeah. This yeah, guy is okay. Him. Yeah, great. He was polite and yeah, fine. And, and then like two months later, I dropped my phone again. Right. And that time I didn't get it fixed. I just got an upgrade. Right. <laughs> from banana. Oh, so you, you went from one banana to a a bigger banana or actually a smaller banana. Because in banana world, newer phones are not necessarily smaller bananas. It, it, no, I didn't want one of those big ones. Right. Because I just think, my God, it's like carrying around a hardback book and pressing that to your face every time you make a phone call. There are other mobile phones. <laughs> there are other. You can use, like, you can go to what are other... There's like Flockia, Hamsung. Yeah, Hamsung, they're a very popular phone. Although recently they did have a model which uh, decided to explode on people here and there. But a good product though, yes. Oh yeah, they did. Yes. I was in a hotel mm. and in Glasgow a few months ago. And on the uh, when I was checking in, on the actual reception counter, there was a sign saying, if you have one of these hammy Hamsung phones... Mm. Please don't use it in your room because the explosion factor that has come with this particular model is scaring us in terms of fire hazards. 
My word. Yes, I thought it was very amusing. I thought, I know that's not supposed to be funny, and it must be irritating if you have one, but I did actually laugh. So if you have a ham-flung phone, do not use it here. However, if you are a banana phone fan, use it to your heart's content. Here's the Wi-Fi Yeah, Yes. So I ended up with a smaller banana phone, and, you know, it's fine. I don't really care about this kind of stuff. Like, I don't care. I mean, you're still out a number of groats. Yeah, but, you know, I don't care what. I mean, upgrades are seldom free, really. Well, yeah, and there's that. And you were telling me, like, oh, this model has, like, the hootie dootie camera aspect Mm. on it. I'm like, I don't care because the last one took pictures. This has got asshole recognition. All you need to do is use the camera. Take a snapshot of the person who you're going on a date with. Yeah. And the new banana technology will ensure that you know about this person's sexual history as well as political persuasions. I went to a wedding once Mm. where the gentleman getting married with a friend of mine, he had loaded up the thongs that he wanted playing on his banana phone because he had a banana phone too. Mm. And so the person was all the way across the room with his phone getting ready to press the play button at the very tender and romantic moment of the I do's, mm. right? So that it would all lend to the atmosphere. What he had neglected to do was give the person in charge of his phone his little code to access the phone. So there was this very awkward period of the person saying, Pete, what's your what's your code? So the groom one of the two grooms, because it was a two-groom marriage. It is 2016 or 2000... This was like 2014. Right. So he had to go flying down the aisle and put in his pin code, which it took him a little while to remember because he was nervous from the nuptials, mm. and then go flying back up the aisle while the person in charge of the phone pressed play. And then it took like a minute for it to kick in, and so it was all very awkward. So that's why I'm not personally a big fan of having a code on my phone because I just think it must be such a pain. He should have given the number out, really. Presumably he was amongst friends. Yeah, he's a bit funny like that. Right. He's a bit like, if he was a character on a television show, he'd be Sheldon. From From the Big Big Bang Bang Theory. Theory. Yes, he would would definitely be Sheldon. Mm. Anyway, so that's mobile phones. Okay. Yes. You ready for the next one? Hit me. On the fourth month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, Dookie's broken dog. The Collie's voice went, oh, Sorelba went, boom, but the vet was sent out a own bag. Yes. Poor Molly the Sprolly, the Dookie radio show dog. Your poor Sprolly. Yes. Poor Molly the Sprolly, she got broke. Yes, she had two things happen back to back over the summer and... What is with those elbows? Yeah, one of her elbows. I didn't even know dogs had elbows. Yeah, they do. But I can see now, like just looking at your dog now, Mm. she doesn't have any hair on her elbows. Ow, and her skin's gone all dinosaur looking on her elbows. Reptilian, but cute. She's still very beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. She, You know, one of her elbows does have a bit of a Yule Brenner thing happening. But uh, apart from that, you know, she's absolutely fine. And she did lose her voice. She lost her voice in the kennels. She, she went awesome. And when we, when we were traveling back from Edinburgh, after we picked her up, 
I felt so sorry for her because you got out of the car mm. and she went to bark because she doesn't like anyone leaving her car, particularly the man who makes the car move. Mm. And she kind of let out a... <laughs> yeah, oh... And it was very sad, and I thought, uh-oh, Dookie's dog is broken. How? And me and Marcia were, like, in a, this total panic. Like, how are we going to tell him that his dog is broken? Mm. Was it the kennel's fault? No. Should you sue him? No. Because didn't, didn't one of her bald elbows, didn't you have a problem with that after the kennel, too? Molly is a very lovely dog, and she's very loyal. And with that loyalty comes the fact that she can get a bit emotional when she's away from the Dukey Radio Show crew. And that means that she barks a lot more than she normally yeah, does. Right. Is she better? I mean, she's fixed, right? Oh, she's I don't fine. mean fixed as in, like, spade. But well, what she's about... had that done as well, what but a, what not a... this year. Oh, she doesn't have any lady parts. Well, she got lady parts. She has lady parts, but... Uh... Who cares? Uh, let's hear about the hornback vet. That's an Australian term, isn't it? I think it's great. Yeah, I love Hornbag. Hornbag yeah, is that's brilliant. That's great. Look at Moy. I'm a total Hornbag. Yes. Are we talking, obviously we're talking female here. Hornbag, right? Yes. I wouldn't have thought that, that for some reason, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't always think of vets, you know, having any hornbagginess to them one way or another. I just think, I don't know, they fix your pet and whatever, you go on your way, right? This particular practice... Is it, are is a it, filter for very uh, really? aesthetically pleasing people. Is it known for hornbaggery then? I, mean, I don't know if it's famous for it, but certainly the vets that I have seen there, oh, really? Molly has seen, really? have all been aesthetically pleasing across the gender spectrum. Okay. Uh, uh, so male hornbag vets too? Certainly. All right. All right. What about the, what about the vet that got your dog unstuck from the car? Oh, Holly. Because your dog got yes. impaled on the car. A, a couple of years accident. ago, was it? Yes. Something sticking out of your back seat, was it? She had a harness that was attached to the the passenger seatbelt yes. clasp. Yes. Little plastic thingy and that her, you put the metal thingy into. Yes, and, her, and it made her a little awkward, so her foot got jammed into something sticking out of the car seat. And because like a of... Or yeah, it, it was, really was a freak accident. Obviously, the lower part of a seatbelt is kept in place via a spike that is embedded very, very, you know, at the very, very bottom of a passenger seat. And um, Molly pulled so hard that came through. That's very sad. And it actually you said that impaled you... her little footy onto it. That makes me it. sad, but what I, have to remind, what I have to remind myself from that story is that you said that you'd just gone to McDonald's and you'd just gone to hash browns. Yes. And then even though Molly the lovely Sprawly was impaled... Mm. On the car, that a she loves the car, so she didn't mind becoming one with it. Mm. Uh, but also, as a way of consoling her, uh, she was eating your hash browns. She was knocking those hash browns back at quite a pace. So she, she you know, so she was kind of in pain, but kind. But the best she had thing, a piece of metal through a paw, but the hash browns were still delicious. The thing I love about that story the most, though, is that the vet who helped Molly out of the car was herself called Holly. Holly. So mm. you had Molly and Holly in mm. your car. And was Holly a hornbag? Holly had her own thing happening and I thought she looked great. Jesus Christ, Dookie, what the hell? What the hell, man? Listen, don't ever say that to a woman, okay? Or a man or whoever that you're trying to like not offend 
Don't ever say you got your own kind of thing going on and you're working it. <laughs> Marsha, Holly looked like somebody that would go to one of your clubs. What, so lesbians can't be attractive? No, I'm not, no. She looks like she could be in a band called Sauvage. Oh, I, li- I, I like see? that. A little bit of a callback there. A little bit of a callback. So, uh, all right. But so a hornback. If I was a lesbian, she would uh, definitely give me a little bit of a wide on. Uh, okay. Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. Indeed. I don't Holly know what that means. Fab. You young people use all these phrases in this language. I don't know what that means. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Should I do the next one? Yes. On the fifth month of sixteen, the thing that needed fixing, Marsha suitcase. It came off its wheel. She blew tacked it back on, but it didn't work, and she had to up it all the way home. Marsha, I remember this happening. You were in quite a mood. Where did the wheel Dookie, come off? I mean, of all the times... You had a very posh suitcase as well. Yeah, you know, there's worse things that are happening in the world. It's really? just one of the... Yeah, you know, there's a few bad things happening in the world that are a little bit worse than my stupid suitcase. It was just an irritation. I get to the station. Mm. I'm on my way to Birmingham. And Birmingham features very heavily on this show. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, it's weird because me and Syl both, uh, you know, separately for our work, we both go there. I don't know. Hmm. It's like the heart of the UK or something. Oh. Sylvie likes it more than I do. It's the heart of the Midlands. It's the heart of something. <laughs> um, so I get to the station and I got my little ritual because I got to go get a coffee and then, you know, then wait for the train. And, and, and one of my wheels comes off. Now, if you've got two wheels on a suitcase and one of them goes, mm. it makes it a little difficult. Indeed, and you have quite a heavy suitcase because of your work. You've got all kinds you got of... got a lot of shit. You have a lot of shit you know, that you carry that around. You know, the thing that bugs me as well is, mm. I, is that happened in my last suitcase. The, the wheel, like, shredded, and I had, like, a half an hour walk to the station and there were no cabs around, and it was dark. So I had that. So then this suitcase I bought specifically for the wheels. So I read so many reviews that about wheels, mm. right? I mean, how interesting is that? I'm sitting at home reading about suitcase wheels. And there was this company based abroad based yeah, in, it's in the states in, in boston usa yeah so i had it i had it you got a good memory mm. i had it shipped over from the state so which means i had to pay more money for shipping and then they charge me duty right mm. which i'm not even really quite sure why they do that but then you get extra duty mm. so you get a lovely little email going by the way you owe an extra 23 groats to get your suitcase released from customs mm. right so then i get the suitcase and it's all good and then, and you know, I had it for a while, you know, like a year or whatever, but only a year. And yeah, this, so then I'm in the hotel in Birmingham and because of what I do, I carry suitcase, uh, I carry blue tack, which North Americans don't know about, but they should. Cause it's like this little stuff that you use to stick stuff to other stuff. It's like, uh, it's like clay, right? Instead of using cello tape to put posters up with. Scotch tape. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a brand though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like Scotch saying, uh, tape. Right. 
Instead of using scotch tape to put up your posters, English people use blue tack, which is like this clayey stuff, and it sticks stuff to other stuff. And mm. it's good, and you can reuse it, right? So mm. I've got blue tack with me, and I've got super glue. So I'm in my hotel, like an idiot, eating pretzels and trying to stick a wheel to a suitcase with blue tack and super glue, but so that it still spins. I hope that you finished your pretzels before attending to the superglue. Why? Th- that's not a good combination. It's true. Yeah. And then every time I use superglue, I stick my fingers together. And that feeling really annoys me. So, and you, you know, had a pretzel stuck to your pinky for the better part and, of a well, week. And, and you know what happened, Dookie? So where I was working wasn't that far from the hotel. It was like a 10 minute walk. Mm. The the blue tack and superglue wheel. Hmm. It got me there. Brilliant. I, I kid you not, it got me there. A bit like television's MacGyver. Yeah, it was amazing. It got mm. me there. And and I even had to go a little bit out of my way to get my morning coffee. So I went and got my morning coffee and I'm like, come on, hold the wheel, hold the wheel. And I get to work and it got me there. Now, impressive. when I was leaving work and I was saying goodbye to the person I was working for, she leans over and she picks up my wheel and she goes, oh, by the way, I think this is yours. So then I got to go limping out of there and I got to hump my suitcase all the way back home to London, which is a pain in the ass. And you umped it all the way up. Yeah, I got one wheel. Mm. And yeah, so I'm on like my third suitcase in like three years. And, and and I just personally think that they should last a little bit longer. I vaguely remember you saying something about the one that that died, that they incorporated the same kinds of wheels that are used on professional skateboards. On, on skateboards! Skateboards are designed to transport, you know, grown men and women. The thing about her new suitcase, though, is it looks just like the Swedish flag, and I think it's very pretty. It's very Ikea. It, it, there are yeah, other flat packs. That's not why I bought it, but yeah. I mean, I, I kind of bought it because I thought, well, at least nobody else can can accidentally take it because that's happened to me twice. Right. It's happened to me twice where people have accidentally taken my suitcase because they thought it was there. Not to be mean, but just because they thought it was theirs. And one time it was when I was in the States and I got off the plane and my, my suitcase never arrived. And it turns out that somebody else took it because they thought it was theirs. And and bless their hearts, they couriered it back to me, which is really nice. And they put a bottle of wine in it for me. Class. Which was really oh, cool. Oh, that's good. But I was in some skanky motel and I didn't have a corkscrew. No. So then there was me like haunting the aisles of 7-Eleven at like 3 in the morning, which trust me, you don't want to do, looking for a corkscrew. We've all been and then there. I think I finally banged the wine against my rental car just because I thought even if I lose <laughs> half the wine, I'll still have the other half of it. So it'll be cool. Why didn't you try just actually pushing the cork in? With what? Surely you could have found a knife or a pen. I've used a pen. But the thing is, when I bashed it against the rental car, I kind of pretended like I was the queen. And isn't that what she does when she like has a new Are you boat? going to christen? <laughs> yeah. So I think I did that, and then I drank the wine out of like one of those plastic cups that you get in motels, because that's the kind of classy gal I am. So you had a higher car, which you felt very comfortable about <laughs> potentially damaging. Yeah, I didn't want it with your bottle. Yeah, I'm not a destructive person, but you know, I did. Yeah, it was kind of hard to like. I don't want to hurt the car, and I also don't want to lose all the wine. Mm. But yeah, anyway, what a my suitcase story. What a dilemma! Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking and drinking wine in a Motel Six. I tell you, it doesn't get any classier than that. There people. are other vices. Th- there are there are other motel chains. Okay, okay. Mm. You're ready. 
Oh, I'm ready. I was born ready. On the 6th, month the 16th, the thing that needed fixing, Sylvia's laptop. She knocked it on the floor, it went dead. That will teach her to back up. Sylvia, your trusty banana uh, laptop. Yes, I do have a banana laptop. It sustained a fall. Oh, dookie. You know the thing about bananas? Yes. Banana technology gadgety things. Right. I have a theory about banana gadgety things. Mm. I think they're like bonsai trees. In what way? You must know bonsai trees because you know Japanese stuff. I do. So have you ever had a... I've killed three of them. Well, exactly. Inadvertently. You've had a bonsai tree, right? Yes. Oh, I try to do everything. Do you know how many bonsai trees I have purchased in my lifetime? Because I think they're really pretty. Oh, they're gorgeous. They're lovely. And I hate houseplants. Mm, I really, really do love them. So, and, and they cost a lot. Yes. I've so, killed each and every one. One of them I'm even had a helpline attached to it. You could ring the person up. Jesus. Hello? Yes, I'm killing my bonsai. What are you doing, mate? And then dot, dot, dot. You take it from there and... I bet. I got reprimanded. Did you? Mm. I bet you kind of liked that, though, didn't you? A little bit. Mm. I still killed the tree. The thing about where I bought one of my bonsais, one of my many bonsais, I bought it in a place where I bet that I had to have more of an induction plan, training thing, getting my bonsai than you did when you got Molly the Sprawly from the rescue center. Mm-mm. Because they, they like vet you to see if you are the appropriate owner for this particular plant. Ooh, that's getting a little bit, little bit overboard, I think. And then you get home and I by no means have a green thumb, but then you get this thing home and I'm following all the instructions and it just, it looks at me and then it just dies. You know, you just look at it and it dies. You put it next to a window and it dies. You take it away from the window and it dies. You put mm. it in a dark room, a light room, a warm room, a cold room, a room with an equitable temperature, and it dies. Mm. So, but they're pretty. So, like, the banana gadgets are the same thing. Like, they're very pretty and mm. they're very wonderful until you give it even the slightest knock and then it's dead deader than dead deader than dead mcdead mm. and i thought i didn't even knock it that hard but it died yeah the entire hard drive went on it it was making a really nasty sound dookie mm. what would marcia and i do without your technical skills so but this is where dookie where you need to give a big up to the man in canada Oh, yes. The man in Canada, Dookie. There was a, a, a problem involving the hard drive. And if you've ever had any computer problems and you go to YouTube, for the most part, you have to oh, God. spend 15 minutes listening to the guy. It's so boring. Rabbiting on about their entire setup. And even though that particular clip might be titled... You have problem X, Y, Z. We will fix it. This guy was funny and in the space of three minutes on his YouTube clip made me feel better. We sorted the problem out. And I was a nervous wreck and he still made me laugh Mm. because I needed it for work the next day. Mm. And he was saying, "Okay, well, so what you need now is you need three cans of beer. You need three cans of beer. I'm using Keith, which is a Canadian beer. It's really good. But you might not have it near you, so... The, Find the something beer that's good. Of your choice. Yeah, get something good. 
And then he said, you needed something else. You needed like a screwdriver. Yeah, you need this kind of, a, spe- uh, a specific kind of screwdriver, which I had. And then he said, you need a, you need a cell phone. And, all, and you need the cell phone. So you were going through and you were following all his instructions to mm. the letter while I was about weeping. And then you were getting it up and running. And I thought, this is a, a miracle. Mm. And then I thought, uh-oh, but he hasn't used a cell phone. So what's a cell phone? For? Oh, my gosh. Something's, something's not right because he hasn't used a cell phone yet. And, and then mm. it turns out, what did you need the cell phone for, Dookie? You just needed your mobile phone to order a pizza to celebrate the fact that you sorted out the problem. I loved him so hard, and he saved my life, and you saved my life. And at each stage of his advice, you know, he would say, right, you now removed the hard drive. It's now time to go and have a beer. It's what you need when your mm. computer dies, because what you don't need is some guy telling you that their name is Lynn and they're here to talk to you about. You just want some guy to go, mm. hi, get yourself some beer, a screwdriver and a cell phone and fix it like this. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need the preamble. He was absolutely fab. He was wonderful. I think he should do YouTube clips for fixing everything. And he was self-deprecating at the third stage of the whole process. Um He's filming the work as it's happening. And he's like, you know, right, trying to, you know, screw, uh, take the screw off here. It's a bit difficult to do this when uh, you're a bit uh, MC McCammered here. Right, I've done that. Time for another beer. But he knew what he was doing and it sorted everything out. He made me laugh in the middle of absolute despair. I thought that your. Well, Dookie, your machine might be. You want to know, dead. like, like our Irene has just very beautifully sung there. What what it's resulted in is uh, Sylvia Silversmith now backs up her computer like on a daily basis. Yes, it's an important thing to do. So yes, that, you know, it learned you, didn't it? It did definitely learn me. Mm. It learned me, like I, you know, like type one sentence now, and I will back up mm. because I hadn't backed up then, and I. T- if there's anything that you get from this instructional podcast is please, people, when you're finished listening to this, back up all your Back up. Back up. And then back up the backups, which I've started to do. Oh, my word. Mm. Oh, my wordly word. You must back up. That is a Christmas Always holiday message. Mm. Okay. Mm. You ready for the next one? I was born ready. I don't even know how to pronounce this word. Mm. But you're going to help me, isn't it? I certainly can, yes. Is it like a thing that you wear, but with an H? Uh, you need to give me a little bit more of a clue. Like, it's like one of them jackety things that you put on. Oh. But with an H. This also has a computer-related uh, subject um, to it. This also relates to computers. Hackintosh. The, the Dookie Radio show runs... On a Hackintosh, which is in a that way, like a Mick banana, a little bit, yes. It's like a corrupted banana. Yes, right. It's um, it's a substitute banana, sometimes um, a bit illegal. Higher spec. The legalities are a, a thing that needs to be, you know, examined whenever looking into this Did type of endeavor. Did you have to meet a guy? I had to meet a guy, and I had to look at a lot of forums. On the seventh month of sixteen, the thing that needed fixing, Dookie's Akintosh. The fan was bloody loud, all the listeners complained, so we had to meet a man wearing a rose. So my Hackintosh had been a very, very reliable machine. Um, it did have 
towards the end of its life, the loudest fan on the planet. And in fact, you can hear a lot of that old fan on many a Dookie radio show. That's how I imagine the Large Hadron Collider sounds. Mm. And it was starting to... But it... it, it Drowned out so reliable. Yes, it drowned out the sound of Molly's tippity tapping most of the time. Yes, so the fan was loud. You can replace a fan, but the the processor got to the stage where, in order for me to upgrade to specific systems to use the programs as I like, I couldn't do it anymore, and it was starting to crash uh, a bit it's a too shame frequently. That everybody involved in the the Dookie Radio Show has such quiet voices. <laughs> Because we're just drowned out by the sound of the uh, the fan. There What's are, with the guy with the rose? What? In order to get your Hackintosh sorted, or indeed to come build a new system, I kind of did a hybrid. I used bits of my old one and then incorporated new processors and stuff, which is really dull and I won't bore you with. Yeah, it's pretty boring. It involved meeting a, a man wearing a rose. Did he ask for your bank account and sort code no, details? No, no. Oh, cash deal, darling. Okay. Cash deal. Cash only. When you leave the banana world, it's hard cash. Okay. And the groat expenditure was quite... Um, I should hope Quite so. affordable, really. Yeah. Where, which alleyway did you meet in? A dark one. A dark oh, one. Are there any ever any light alleyways? Did you ever say I wouldn't want to meet that person down a light alley? I, I imagine Did anybody, anybody ever say that? I think that's how Canadians do business. Oh really? I think it's like right. Um, I'm going to be participating in some uh, illicit activity, um, but um, I wouldn't mind uh, this taking place in a in a brightly in a, lit alleyway yeah. in the, in the center of a, a well lit alley. Toronto. Yeah, I just want to be out in the open. Dookie, you have a a, a bit of the. Um... The, how do you say it? The underworld about you. Oh, do I? Do I scare you? Such a polite young man with such poshness. And you're just a little, you know, there, you always know a guy or you're going to meet this person or you're going to sort it out. You know, you're just that little bit, hmm. I'm both way little, and hmm. hey. You're like, you're a little way hey. You're a little Tony Soprano. Hey. Is this podcast a front for anything? Oh, it's a front for uh, a number of concerns. Is it? Mm. I hope none of them are of the illegal variety. I could tell you, but uh, you I'd have to then kill you, I'm afraid. Uh, okay. Sorry. I apologize. But the um, the computer is, is great now. In fact, listen, you no, can't listen, hear the fan. Listen, listen, Dookie. That's the sound of Molly just tapping. Because she's the Dookie <laughs> Radio Show dog. I notice that you take her collar off now before you start recording. So we have a naked sprawling. Yes, in the she's she's as nature intended. Why, why do you take her collar off? Because um, she often will kind of shake, oh, rattle, and jingle, roll. Jingle jangles. Yeah, and I kind of found myself on certain shows, particularly if we had very quiet guests, some low talkers to use a Seinfeldism. She would you know, tick, tick, and then <laughs> sometimes the sound of her doing that would drown the guest out. And I thought, you know, it's nice for her to have a little bit of time away from. The shackles of her maybe very need, decorative collar. Maybe she needs some booties. Maybe, maybe Auntie Sylvia could knit her some booties. Yeah, I don't mind the tipping that's the, Well, I'll just go away and, and you know what we need, that Canadian guy to teach me how to knit. 
if anybody was going to teach you how to do it and provided that you don't mind having a couple of drinks while doing so this chap me is amazing martha and i could mm. get our whiskey on and get my knitting needles out and get the cell phone to ring for a pizza and i tell you what i would be knitting crazy because mm. otherwise i have no interest in knitting whatsoever one more thing about the the old computer on a couple of episodes I had talkers who were so quiet that I had to really ride the gain levels. And if you email me and ask me which show, I will tell you. But you can hear the fan in all its glory. Because this person, who's very loud on stage, was the most quiet guest in Christendom. That's usually how it works, though. Yeah, right? yes, that, that is a like, pattern. It's like when you meet people who are like... Like, you showed me that picture of that guy who you, he's, like, had the tattooed bald head. Mm. And I thought to myself, like, there's a guy you wouldn't want to meet down a back alley that was either dark or lit, mm. right? And you said he was, like, the nicest, gentlest guy ever. Oh, yes. Charlie is his name. Yes. So, you know, you mm. can't, you know, uh, the guy with the beer and everything, he, you know, he didn't mm. seem, like, underworldly at all. He just, like, he's just going to tell you how to fix your computer. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, we're ready. We're ready. On the eighth month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, Dookie's boiler twice. The xenophobic repairman used the ubiquitous phrase, I'm not being racist, but... Dookie. Yes. You know? Yes. There were two guys. Mm. With the boiler. And and I think they were father and son, right? Yes. And they were. we had the father fixing the boiler. We right? Did. And I'm babysitting. Yes. Father sitting to be absolutely pedantic. Yeah. He had a radio station on all day. While he was doing the work. Jesus, how did people listen to that stuff? Mm-hmm. One of those phone-in shows, right, mm. where you call in and you got opinions on stuff. I know the one. Uh, I know the one that you're on about. Oh yes. God, it was exhausting, Dookie. Mm. Now, now, I, I'm just like, you know, what time did he come over? He started at like nine. Bright and indeed early. A welcome change. Yeah, and then he put this radio station in where they're talking about, well, they started talking about Syria, right? Mm. And people start calling up with their opinions about what should be done, right? And and then the DJ guy starts having a having an argument with the people calling in. And everybody's getting themselves into a frothing rage. And I'm thinking, how can you be this angry at nine in the morning? Right. I, I know that's not that early. And, you know, but I'm like, Ugh. so then boiler guy. Right. Mm. He's listening to this and he get, keeps getting himself into a frothing rage. Right. So he's getting himself into a frothing rage and he keeps turning around to me. And, like, spouting off his opinion. So I got the DJ in my ear. I got all his callers in my ear. And then I got your boiler guy in my ear. And they're all in a frothing rage because they have different opinions on what should be done. And then by noon, I, I guess they switched topic. I think they got to 
I think they got to like Muslims or Brexit, you know, stuff that people don't have any opinions on whatsoever. No. You know, really innocuous kind of subjects here are like Muslims and immigration and Brexit, you know, stuff that nobody's going to have an opinion. So finally, (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, please. Right. Please. Can we just listen to some crappy music or anything? Right. And and Hmm. Dookie. So then, yeah, he's, you know, they're talking about immigration. So sure enough, your your guy turns around and looks at me in a frothing rage with a vein throbbing in his forehead. And he trots out the ubiquitous phrase, I ain't being racist, but. Who did he have it in for? The Polish people. Right. And I kind of thought, you know, should I just correct him on his, on his terminology? Because, you know, that's not really racist. It's xenophobic, right? <laughs> So I thought I could just go off piece. I xenophobic, mate. Right, and say, well, actually, you're not being racist in this particular phrase. You're being xenophobic. And he, and then he started on about, I don't know, some Polish people who lives nearby him. And the, and 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 I'm just like, could you just fix the boiler? Hmm. I'm not sure. Sometimes I wonder because because Marcia told me about this when she got home that night, and. I kind of thought to myself, is it possible to have someone round to fix something where they don't share their views with you? The ratio is identical to when you go into a black cab. Yes, and that's why I just think, well, I don't want that. I don't want... And and how come they're, they're never views that are like... Can you not just have a view on... I don't know, like... The Gilmore Girls. I think. Uh, Can we talk about that? Oh, I've got, I've got a few views on the Gilmore Girls. I know you have views on the Gilmore mm. Girls, and Marcia has views on the Gilmore Girls. So I'd rather have like a a cab driver or a, a repair person share their views about either their love for or their hatred for the Gilmore Girls, because every time I've had a repair person in my house, I've had to hear their views. And every time I've been in a black cab, I've had to hear their views. Mm. And their views somehow, strangely enough, never chime with my views. So we never sit there going, oh, yeah, I know, right. I agree with you 100%. Listen, I'm really, really cold. I'd like to have a new boiler installed. And right next to that, in terms of my list of priorities, I'd really like to have a go at those nasty poles. They're really, you know, getting up my goat. Dookie, I'm just... It's just exhausting. And I'm not trying to be right on or anything. I'm just saying, why? Is it strange? I've lived here mm. a long time now. And I think, is that is that an English thing? Or because I was too young when I left the States to have ever had a repair person round. So I don't know if you get the same thing. Does a repair person show up in the States and start sharing their views on like the wall that Trump's going to build? Or do, do you get that? I have no idea. I've never had anything repaired stateside myself. Have you? Have you had something repaired stateside? (laughs) Has that repair person been racist? What kind of racist were they? Are you a repair person in Canada or the United States of America? And are you racist? Please phone in now. I'd like to have a repair person come over and like have a copy of the socialist worker under their arm or something. Wouldn't that be funny? Or like (laughs) The right on repair person. Yeah, or be reading like (laughs) Marx or... I don't know, just like, you know, just say, you know, I'd like to have a repair person come around and go like, wouldn't it be great if there was more peace in the world? Or, you know, 
Don't you think, you know, just something like really liberal and kind of tree huggy. Wouldn't that be great? I think there's a gap in the market. There's a gap. Yeah. When when that guy said that to me and I was like stymied, I didn't know what to say because I'm in your house and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this guy. And I'm sitting there going, well, does he not notice that? You know, well, yes, that you I'm firstly, I'm an immigrant and I'm not white completely. Right. So hmm. is he not like picking up on this? But apparently not. So and, and then I'm thinking I'm going to set up a company that like has, you know, I have like contractors who can fix anything like carpenters, but they're all like really liberal, like, you know, peace and harmony type repair people. Right on contractors. Yes. Yeah. So then they go to somebody's house to fix their boiler and the people who live in that house are like racist or xenophobic and they start sharing their like peace and love kind of views and piss those homeowners off. You know, just to have like a topsy-turvy world. To bring it back. Yeah. Should we do that? So this right on person goes to a house in, I don't know, Dagenham. Yeah. In which, oh, yeah. might. You know, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And so, excuse me. Firstly, it is xenophobia that you are displaying here rather than racism. I, I need to start this company. Detail. I need to start it. I'm or, there. or we just start the Gilmore Girls Fix It Company, where I'm going to come around to your house mm. to fix your boiler, and I'm going to share my views with you on the Gilmore Girls. The Gilmore Girls returned to our screens via Netflix. The Gilmore Girls initially had finished their run as a series in 2007. Incidentally, you are the same happy year, about this. the same year that Tony Blair resigned. Is that significant? PM. Yes. Does that feature on the show? No. I haven't seen all of the new series, oh, so Jesus. maybe it does. That is the biggest but, but, pile of, that is like a cesspit of a television show. Tony Blair leaves Downing Street 2007. Yeah. In 2016, he's in circulation, doing the lecture circuit and being quite opinionated about all sorts of things. What does that have to do with the Gilmore Girls? The Gilmore Girls leaves our screens 2007, 2016 comes back. They are both making comebacks in 2016 and perhaps are equally as welcome. Dookie, mm. you know how much I respect you. Where are we going? I have enormous respect for you. Where are we going with this? As an intelligent person, as an a talented person. And, and when Get I... Get straight to the point. You know, when I was around your house and you were watching that cesspit of a show and, and I tuned in for 10 minutes, I, I, I had to... I've lost a little respect. I'm sorry. The show may be execrable. Nobody talks like that. They do in Star's... Okay, so the, the scene that I saw mm. was the mother and the daughter hadn't seen each other in a long time, mm. right? Yeah. And the daughter's getting off the plane. Mm. And they have to go through their whole line of little quips with each other before they even hug each other and say hello. Mm. How does that... That's not even like... Nobody does... Who does that? <laughs> oh, and then they're in tiny Tinkerville, right? Mm. This tiny town. Stars Hollow. Stars Hollow. Mm. And they decide that they need a gay pride parade, but they don't have enough gay people. I, I don't know what where Tinkertown Stars Hollow is. Tinkerbellville, right? Mm. But where has that ever happened? You've also in, got Sebastian Bach, you know, appearing as an actor in this show. I've, I've never really watched it, but I think I'm going to side with Marsha on this one. Not that anybody asked for my opinion. I'm just going to throw that out. I have to say one You're thing. fancy both of them. 
They're very sassy. You fancy them. That's that's the thing. I. It's not that. Oh God! Which one? You what? The mother or the daughter? Firstly, I don't come from the school of. I bet there's whole websites I, in oh, very dark corners of the internet. Oh, I, I'm fairly sure there are people who want to see a, a Gilmore uh, girl sandwich. In oh, fact, the show Family God. Guy. The show Family Guy even hinted at that. We now return to Gilmore Girls. Mom, I need to talk to you about Dean. Which Dean? Howard Dean, James Dean, or Jimmy Dean? Oh, too old, too dead, and too fattening. You don't have to tell that to my thighs. Can you ask her thighs if they borrowed my gap caprice? They did not, and they're insulted that you even asked such a thing. As insulted as Kitty Kelly when people accuse her of taking liberties with her best selling tell alls. Almost. Wanna make out? Absolutely not. Oh, you're so lying. I so am. It, it isn't that. I think Lauren Graham, the, the, the mum, is alright. I happen to like her. The thing that brings my. She plays Lorelei. The thing that brings my respect back up for you, Dookie, is that whenever you've seen The Big Bang Theory, because I'm obsessed, is that of the the girl, the, the women in the show, Penny is the most obvious choice for fancying because she's there to be fanciable, right? Mm. She's, you know, she's a really pretty blonde and I love her dearly. And of the w- women in that show, you are most enamored with Amy Farrah Fowler. Oh, she's fab. She's fab. You love yeah, Amy absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she makes me laugh, and that's... And, and, and love, I think she's fab. You love her big cardigans. Like and it. her woolly skirts. I like her spectacles. And you, you know what you particularly love? Mm. You love her playing R.E.M. on the harp. Oh, yes. Did, was it Everybody Hurts? It was indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good show. Um, what interesting taste you have in women. Indeed, yes, that is very, very true. Weirdly, I'm not a a Blossom fan. My opinions, right, okay. my opinions on uh, Mayim Bialik, is that right? Yeah, changed, did a one eighty yeah. degree turn when I saw her on the Kirsty Alley series, Fat Actress, in which uh, Mayim Bialik was actually playing herself. And All right. One of the characters that she was dealing with <laughs> said, "Did somebody dip you in sexy sauce?" And All right, right. She is quite self-deprecating it's about. Is that a word uh, you would couple with her normally? When I saw that particular series, I would agree with you. But in Big Bang and Theory, she's, she's very, sexy. very special. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. I think that's cool. You know, get, like you know, her. there's all kinds mm. of sexy. But the Gilmore Girls, yes. I have to preface the fact that I'm watching the new series now. Yeah, don't back Because... Yeah, backpedaling. I once, many years ago, mm-hmm. had a hangover from hell. Mm-hmm. I had come back from a tour and I think my blood to alcohol ratio was something well askew. And it was... Uh-huh. I was basically living the uh-huh. the lemmy style dream yeah because um, lemmy was a big gilmore girls fan i heard huge he could have been huge. we don't know we don't know and sadly he's not around for us to be able to ask him i heard he was really into the love boat as well now that shows that's thrown you you're brilliant <laughs> anyway and on one of these channels that is after the welsh shit but before you get to the <laughs> premium fishing <laughs> crap yeah yeah um there was the i think it was the hallmark channel and no i shit. could i could barely operate my remote mm. and barely keep any you know liquids down uh-huh. and there was a gilmore, so you thought that show would help there was a gilmore girls marathon 
Wow. And that I, show's not help you keep stuff down. That show's like an emetic. It helps maybe, you bring it up. Perhaps that is what I wanted. Okay. And the whole dynamics between Lorelai, the mother, and her daughter, Rory, just tremendous. And wow. they both made me proud to be a woman. And Dookie, you are definitely an honorary woman. I think um, Lorelai. Lorelai is like the female me, but only half of it. And the other half is Rory, her daughter. You mix those two together, that's me. But take half of it and then exaggerate it. And I am Lorelai or Rory, the mother or or daughter, respectively. Is you a woman, Dookie? No, I'm not. I hope you're not because to me, you was all men. All men. From Monday That's to Sunday, just... I, I work harder than you know. I don't yes. understand that. That is just the way I like you, Duke. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Although I would love to see you in some pink frilly pink eggs. A bit like John Hastings from... Uh, well, of... his weren't frilly. His were man panties mm. and they were gorgeous. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Oh, yes. and let's not yes. even get me started on the Billy Ritchie. Mm. You've seen him many times soon, Dick. I'm meeting him for a pre-Christmas mm-hmm. drink, I'll have you know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. He's become a really good friend. He's a lovely, lovely well, man, like and uh, we share many a wee dram, and I'd like oh my word, the, the banter flows as I'd like freely to be as the... friends with him. <laughs> okay. You can come with if you want. I might need to go out and borrow something. Okay. I might need to go to the underpants shop. Oh, Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Buy him a nice cracker. He Ooh. can pull me cracker. Should we do the next one, Dookie? Yes. Okay. On the ninth month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, Dookie's temperamental loving. It works on just one temp. It can't go hot or cold. It only works on gas mark five. Yes, the oven. My oven. My uh, oven is fucked. I remember when I was around at your house and I went stick something in the oven. I mm. said, you know, where's the, how do you do the temperature? And you said, just put it at seven o'clock. Yes. So you just do it to the dial where it looks like seven o'clock. That's right. And I was like, but it needs a, a different temperature You've only got setting. one temperature. That's right. If It will only work at seven o'clock. But your and broiler works. Yeah, the grill. Grill, yes. Your, all right, your grill. And Is that, so you can make bacon. I don't. Well, you, you would could. Eat, you could you have could. veggie bacon. Absolutely, yeah, right. you could. You could. And that's fine. But if you use any temperature beneath, you know, at an earlier time than seven o'clock or afterwards, um, it's, uh, it's it won't work. Yeah. Can I ask what make it is? Does it rhyme with... Uh, Dreg. Yeah, uh, is it is it a smug? It's there are smug people who own the other appliances, but yes, this particular oven is manufactured by by Dreg. Dreg who, is the company. Okay, Smeg. Right. Mm. Yeah, I. It's it's annoying. It's a bit like having an Argo. You can't really adjust the temperature in one of those. I don't know what that is. I don't really know what an Olga is either. I mean, I know what it is, but it's like, I don't get them. It's a very traditional means of being able to both heat your kitchen as well as cooking your food. Is it something that people have when they live in the country? Usually, yes. Why? Because it's, you want to enjoy that degree of inconvenience and being close (laughs) to the land and... uh, 
being spoken like a true urban person. <laughs> it sounds like Little House on the Prairie. That's yes. Like you could put all sorts. You could all put all kinds of different stuff in it that you're cooking, but mm. they're all gonna cook at the same temperature. That's right. Right. So, so you just got like hot. Yeah. 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 A, a bit like. <laughs> Not by design, but by fucked up default. Right. So when my smeg oven or dreg oven, sorry, it will only work on one temperature. But it didn't always. It just now. So what temperature should I put this in at? Hot. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes cooking easier. Yeah. You, you just put a, it at hot. Yeah. Fuck the options. Well, basically, that's all cooking is, right? I mean, if you're sticking something in your oven, you just put it on hot, right? Mm. I hate those recipes That's where why I hate cooking. I hate those recipes where for the first 20 minutes you put it at gas marks, you know, 7. And then, you know, for 20 minutes after that, you go to gas mark 3. Then you pray to Allah and then you put it on gas mark 4. I'm not. Then you stick a thumb up your ass, start digging out the Talmud and then That's how Nigella makes her meringues. Yeah. I've never, never I like her meringues. Because you have to put it in on really hot. Mm. And read into that any euphemism you might like mm. to. And then you have to make it slightly less hot. And then you have to open the door. And then, but keep your meringue in there. And keep reading euphemisms into this. <laughs> all of Hold I back. Don't, I don't get this. Start yeah. thinking about all the partners that yes. were members of the Deloitte Touche group. Yes. That's what you do to keep your meringue nice and crispy in the oven. So that it doesn't go too soft. Mm. Imagine the names of the actors who played Bond villains to get your mind mm-hmm. off of the matter. I don't get the hand. gas mark thing. I, you know, I've lived here a while now. I don't get it. What you, you have gas mark instead of like three hundred and fifty, but you also have Celsius. Yeah, the the those are the equivalents. Yeah, the our ovens here, as a rule, are going to be in in Celsius. So, but gas mark certain numbers of gas marks equal. A specific temperature. I would just stick to one. You know, I hate cooking anyway. So I just, you know, what I... Yeah, I'm down with this. Stick, you know, how how hot should it be? Hot. Uh, okay, fine. I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure about the gas mark number on, on my oven, but I know 7 o'clock is... 7 o'clock is, works. It's like 200... Yeah, whatever I was cooking. degrees C. It non, came out hot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fine. It's fine. But the I oven's remember, still fucked. I remember once, mm. when we got back from Edinburgh, not last year but the year before and you had some people house sitting oh yes and they were yeah. very lovely people and yeah. one of them had just gotten he put his pizza in the oven so mm. we walked into your house and the the stench of smoke was like you know quite frightening mm, he cremated and, the pizza and then he mm. took this black disc of cremated pizza <laughs> the oven that really was black would you like some and and he was so sweet and i said to him are you you know that's burned and he said oh no it's okay like not wanting to waste it mm. and but then he said would you like a slice and I, and I was, <laughs> no it was very no, good and maybe that was the beginning of the end of your oven possibly in those days it could go above or below 7 p.m it obviously went above <laughs> yeah clearly for his dear little pizza loving heart yeah, it was too, and you know what too efficient he, in those days i think he ate the whole charred thing mm. dave k yes you ready for the next one hit me on the 10th month of 16 the thing that needed fixing dookie's precious volvo but it wasn't because the car broke it was because of a lost fob and you can hear about it on an earlier episode of the dookie radio show 
from the 4th of September, called Fob of the Fringe, because they'd all just been to the Edinburgh Fringe, and the Dookie Radio Show episode after that, from the 13th of September, called Fob Story. Because it's a little sad, and it's about the lost key fob for Dookie's precious Volvo. You should listen to it because it's really good. Even if you've already listened to it, you'll enjoy listening to it again. It was wonderful. Yeah! Dookie, do we need to say any more? No, they just need to listen to those two episodes that Irene kindly told us about, reminded us about. Took two weeks, Dookie. It was a tough time. It was tough a really time. tough time. Tough time. The car itself was great, though. And it, again, passed its MOT with flying colours. Dookie, it sounds... 21 years old, that car is. It's marvellous. It, it sounds as though the only thing that hasn't gone wrong this year is your Volvo. The fob thing did happen, but the car itself... Sound well, as a pound. Exactly. Mm. Like, I think that people who don't reside in this country need to know how big of a deal it is to, for your car to pass its MOT. Because in, in North America, you have your emissions test. Mm. So you have that once a year. And passing that is nothing compared to passing your own MOT. Mm. Because those people doing the MOT tests, that I can't say that, right? The do, Doing the MOTs... Because mm. T stands for test, right? Yes. Okay. So the people doing the MOTs, they aren't messing around. No. They are shoving. Shit gets real. They're not just shoving their probe up your exhaust. No. They're shoving it all over your car. You, every orifice is like, getting Like even if explored. you have a dent in your car, they mm. will like not, they will fail you, won't they? Not necessarily about the dent. If the dent in any way affects the structural integrity of the car and its safety on the road. That Volvo is an amazing machine. Yeah, absolutely. And the new fobs are quite nice. Dookie, yeah. I'm still making it up to you. It's fine, honestly. Okay. All, all is forgiven. Dookie, am I doing the next one? Please. Okay. On the 11th month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, Dookie's washing machine. It was the 15th time out of warranty. Never buy a schmeg unless it's a fridge. The schmeg fridges do look good. Yeah, that thing that you got in your kitchen is pretty cool. The, it's like your toaster. Aesthetically you know? pleasing, yeah, yes. Yeah, it looks like a 1950s mm. car. But the, the schmeg products that we have here at the... Dookie Radio Show HQ, which are not fridge-related. I've had problems with everything. Dookie. Mm. So the, the Smeg oven, fucked. The washing machine, fucked. Made by Smeg. Dookie. Yes. I have to question why you would buy Smeg everything. Were you in your right mind at the time? Mm, clearly not. You weren't, were you? Well, I thought, you know, the, the fridges are very well regarded and... They look nifty. Mm. But and just because something looks nifty doesn't mean that all the other stuff that the company churns out is necessarily going to be reliable. The fridge works beautifully for now. Yeah, Dookie, and I'm worried for you. I am worried for you. I wish I could go back in time and just get a bunch of, you know, Bosch or... Did it really break 15 times? 
since having it, it's not been far off. Wow. There have been leaks. There have been... Wow. Um, not all of those repairs were done out of warranty, but a scary number had been. One time when I was house sitting for mm. you, I went to use your washing machine and I went to put it on like a, like a, just a normal, just a normal load. Mm. And it said that it was going to take something like three hours and 15 minutes. If you choose to put it on a cooler wash, it will take longer. Yes. And yeah, that's but then what it was. a hotter wash yes. is shorter, but you've got no means to adjust the time. They are so, inbuilt. You can't know, change the like, washing well, time. You know, I haven't been, you know, doing a tough mutter competition. I don't I don't need three hours <laughs> and fifteen. Yeah. I just need, you know, I haven't just, you know, gone through the Amazon and not washed my clothes for a year. I I, I don't need three hours fifteen. I just mm. need, you know, what is it normally? Like fifty minutes or something. Roughly between fifteen minutes need... and an hour and ten minutes. That thing turned around for three hours and yeah. 15 minutes. You just see the clothes going around. You just can't Wow, it was them. hypnotic. Mm. But I have to say, I purchased the Smeg fridge, the oven, and the washing machine all at the same time. And the fact that two of the three items are fucked up at the same time, that is some very efficient built-in obsolescence at play. I think Wankers. if I was on that annoying show called Room 101, mm. where people just go on and complain about stuff, mm. I think the thing that would go in my Room 101 would be built-in obsolescence. The one thing about banana products, for instance, is often when they become redundant or obsolete, it's not due to mechanical reasons, mm-hmm. but because of the fact that you at some stage will not be able to upgrade or update to the latest system. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what bugs me. Or particularly with their phones, stylish and wonderful though they may be, it's when you update to a system and it's an older phone and I think the the Americans have a phrase for it. You, you brick it. It turns it into a brick because it's an older unit. And it's using this new system. It doesn't run it very well. So you get pissed off and eventually want to upgrade, which is what happened to Marsha. That is annoying. On a a slightly different but (laughs) but still related note, Mm. I have a problem because I have approximately 5 million VHS tapes Mm. that need to go. So they're stacked up in our living room at the moment. And I don't know what to do with them. Nowhere recycles them. Nowhere. The only place I found that would recycle them was in places that take, like, for film companies, they'll bring you, like, a big, like, garbage can to put them in. Mm. And it's for, like, film companies who want to dispose of stuff that might be sensitive. Right. So I got in touch with them, and they thought that I was, like, a big mega company, and like the banana company or something. And they were going to bring me, like, one of these bin things, and they were going to charge me, like, a thousand gross. <laughs> really? So I thought, well, I want to recycle <laughs> my VHS tapes, but I, I don't really want to pay a thousand groats for it either. <laughs> so if any of your listeners knows where I can get VHS tapes recycled, please email the Dookie Radio Show. Maybe the technology will come back in the same way that vinyl has. You know, I really like looking at the, the noise. It, it makes you look through... Oh, through the haze and you can actually you can really feel what the director wanted i saw a copy of goodfellas that was done on vhs and it is vastly superior it's so much warmer to look at 
And like I, when the tracking gears off a bit, the but then I'd have to go out and buy a videotape machine again, and I don't have one of those mm. anymore, and I don't want to buy one. Apparently, there are certain releases that were done in VHS which are quite rare, and this means that loads oh. and loads of people who have them will go. No, I don't want to get rid of that. It might be rare, mate. Well, if anybody... Pretty woman. Nobody has that one. I think I have pretty woman on, on VHS. But this is the one this that has a different ending. This rather unpleasant. I mean, my word. <laughs> he, he's not racist, but... Ah, oh, he's one of those. Mm. Okay. Yes. We're doing the last one. It's time. Yes. You think it's time? Yes. Okay. It's been an emotional journey thus far. Has it, okay? Mm. You know where I got the most emotional? Where? I was thinking about your pink frilly knickers. Hmm. You ready? I am. On the 12th month of 16, the thing that needed fixing, Dookie's new bass guitar. He was already on stage, but it fell over. He couldn't use it. And he had to borrow one from another punk rocker. I was setting stuff up on the stage and the headless bass fell onto the floor. It was propped up on top of an amp, and uh, which was not a very good choice on my part, but it was a kind of a rush thing. Bands going on, bands going off. And, oh my God, you know, the bridge on it was just totally fucked. And I felt bad for you, Dookie. I felt bad for you. I like the way the singer Tara handled it. Oh, yes. I like the way she handled it because she said, you know, in typical dual, the name of the band, in typical dual fashion, something's gone wrong before mm. the gig. And does anybody have a bass? <laughs> yeah. And I thought, that's rock and roll, man. I mean, it's not quite up there with um, Pete Townsend at uh, some huge stadium gig in San Francisco when Keith Moon had taken too much ketamine. And he, he said the question that nobody wants to ask at a gig of that size can anybody play the drums wow could they <laughs> yeah there's a guy that somebody went got up. it yeah a local, somebody play the drums a local san francisco native got up on the stage there's footage of this uh, did they know the songs yeah he was clearly a who fan i mean you wouldn't go up there and wow and attempt to be keith without having some skills that must surely be a highlight of your life surely. absolutely there is a sad but also nice story to that Guy, he passed away a couple of years ago. I'm sorry, but Pete Townsend sent a letter that was read out Aww. at his funeral. That's nice, extolling the virtues of the the balls that this that's, man that's had to go up there and balls. do it. That is big kahunas, and that's really, really lovely. After all these years, I think that tour was in roughly 1975 or so. Dookie, the thing that we couldn't get over, me and Sylv, mm. uh, and and the guitar player's girlfriend, Sean, we mm. we couldn't get over. That you were just able to pick up another bass and just play that bad boy like nothing. That's very like, sweet. You know, usually people have to get used to something. Like when you drove the rental car home from Edinburgh, it took you like 400 miles before you kind of got got the hang of it. It was just so unvolvo-like. Or it's like, you know, trying to use somebody else's oven, like mm. your smug oven. You know, trying to use that, you got to get your head, you know, together. And you just picked up that bad boy and you played it. It was a little, and you were good. Oh, that's very sweet. It was a little bit of a struggle, I'll, I'll be honest. But I must, must say thanks to the band Starshali, who featured on a Dookie radio show earlier in the year. Their bassist was the person who was kind enough to lend me his instrument. And let's face it, they were very entertaining. 
certainly. My they God. were very entertaining, mm. indeedy. Yeah, a lot of nipple exposure. And, it was uh, it was a feast for the eyes. And we knew a little bit about undercarriage maintenance of Starshally herself. It's um, it, it was an amazing, amazing spectacle. Indeed, yeah, Indeed. they were really, really good. You know, the thing about that gig, I had a really good time. And mm. part of my good time came from the guy who just, you know, there's always a guy at the door. Well, you know this, right? Who's in charge of the hand stamp, mm. right? Oh, yes. So there's a guy who's in charge of, you know, either taking your money or seeing if you're on the guest list and then giving you a hand stamp. Mm. This guy had let the his... uh his rule over the hand stamp completely go to his head. Mm. And you know when you meet people who are such big dicks mm. that they're just funny? Mm. It's been a while. Yeah, he was definitely that. And I just thought, wow, you're such an asshole that you're actually hilarious. And he <laughs> just, you know, he helped make the night. He was such an asshole that I think I loved him, and I he think I seemed love to be. Him. Yeah, he seemed unpopular with everybody. Yeah, he he was like <laughs> so because uh, I didn't know that it was like a donation thing, right? Yes, it was a a charity gig in aid of crisis, the homelessness charity. Yeah, and uh, mm. so I didn't know. So he said, "Well, you got to make a donation," mm. and I was like, "Oh God, I'm really sorry. I don't have any cash on me, and neither did Sylv." And because it's kind of a cashless economy nowadays, right? Mm. Is my excuse. <laughs> this anyway, is very true. And then he just stared at me like, th- like the eyes of death. So I said, "So are you going to stamp my hand?" And he was like, looked at me like. But the but what was worse was uh, Sean said to him, "I don't have any cash on on me," and he yelled at her saying, "Well, I'm not even getting paid for this," <laughs> and like, ha- ha- you know. And and then she had to borrow some money from your singer, yeah. who then paid the guy, and then it all. But got... her name was on the guest list anyway. So then she attempted to get a refund from this person. Yeah, it was really really complicated. I'd just rather go online and give some money to the the charity rather than having this guy get like you know. As long as you can give to charity, who needs the rock and roll? Oh yeah, and then there you you need to do the guy outside. So, you know, cuz some people smoke, so we're outside in the freezing cold smoking. <laughs> yeah. And you were accosted by a funny Irish person. Yeah, an Irish guy just came up to me and goes, "Right, where do I go in to pay the fella to go and see the bands?" I go, "Just right through there." <laughs> right. And he and his mate thought this was the most hilarious thing on the planet. But then they didn't go in. They just walked out. No. Yeah, I'm, I genuinely have no idea what that was about. It was very amusing. The whole night from start to finish was very interesting. It was very, very lovely to have generosity from another band in, for, in the form of the bass. And also I have a Gilmore Girls callback the following night I can't wait. after that gig while watching the penultimate episode of the new series. Loving it already. There are other Gilmore Girls series. Mm. I attempted to repair the bass. Yeah. And I succeeded. And it's working brilliantly. May that, please, as a signal to the universe, please mm. be a sign of how things are going to go on. Because this year has been a year of many, many broken things. Correct. Many broken things. Mm. And we can only hope that the repair of your bass is symbolic. Yes, that we have turned, just as uh, turned a corner. We've turned a corner. And... We can put the booth bottles down. Yes. Yes. 
Because me and Marcia have been hitting the booth really hard. Really hard, Dookie. Really, really hard. I've been taking milk thistle. Oh, the supplement for liver liver health. Yes. So you've got to swig that stuff down. As you're drinking your Prosecco, you've got to swig it with some milk thistle. And pray to the universe that one is going to balance out the other. 2017. Hopefully there won't be as many things fucking up. Please. And instead of having to worry about fixing things, which then makes you want to fix a drink, mm. we can just get on with our lives. Your words to the universe's ears. I hear you, soul sister. I hear you. Happy holidays to everyone is what I would like to say. I think we need to go and uh, fix us up some saffron eggnog. I need to go check my banana. So this week, Dookie, the vicar at the church at the end of my road has been getting ready for Christmas. So he asked me to come and give him a hand. So today I've mostly been polishing the vicar's dirty baubles. Irene, I'd like to say it was an absolute pleasure having you here for the duration of this episode of the Dukey Radio Show. Your singing has really helped to give this show some structure and some well-needed musical might. I don't know what half of that means. I just know that you're very intelligent, Dookie. And I need to go home now because Roy's got a special treat for me tonight. Oh, do you have any idea what it is? He's wearing his elf costume. Oh, a bit like it's nice. Army of Skanks. It's nice and tight. Oh, nice. And <laughs> Sylvia Silversmith and Marsha MacDonald, it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to discuss... <laughs> All the many things that have really, well and truly, fucked up in our respective lives. Yeah, been a hoot. You've been listening to The Heat Is Off. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppany rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. The Dukey Radio Show The thin white Dukey is right Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show Finally, yeah.